learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, Season 4, Episode 10. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Terry Floyd. Terry Floyd, MS, a Little Rock native, wears many hats. She is a mother, empowerment speaker, and coach, change agent, business owner, and servant, to name a few. She's a graduate of Philander Smith College with a Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology, University of Arkansas Little Rock with a postgraduate certificate in gerontology, and a Master of Science degree in health sciences with an emphasis in health education and health promotion. She has extensive years of working experience in education, mental health, public health, and research fields by working as an adjunct professor, intervention specialist, mental health paraprofessional, autism behavior line therapist, program assistant, and researcher. She enjoys working with her outreach ministry through social media ministry, speaking engagements, hosting empowerment events, hosting and collaborating with other organizations for health fairs and community outreach seminars. She strives to continue to share positive news and information to help her community through a servant's heart. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Terry Floyd. Terry, welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Uh, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I read your bio and I want to say kudos to you for choosing the mental health field as your area of expertise and empowerment. This is definitely a much needed area. So that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely a passion of mine. Just thinking about my own self and family members and other people that I have friends, people that I know have came around. And I know, especially in the African-American community, that mental health is still, well, it's better now being talked about, but it's still mm -hmm. kind of a little bit of gray areas where we don't really want to discuss it, especially in faith-based organizations, for sure. So, yeah. Yes. I agree. Yes. And it is much needed. And I'm glad to see it becoming more embraced, but it is a long right. way to go. So yes. Awesome. Okay. So are you ready to talk about leadership? I am ready. All right. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Terry? I definitely agree. And can you tell us why you feel this way? I agree because just as you stated that when I was younger, other people saw the leadership abilities in me before I did. And it really wasn't until I would say, honestly, probably maybe five or six years ago when I finally accepted and acknowledged that I had the innate ability to be a leader and started to act out on it because I've always held different roles within school, sports, at church, in organizations. I was in some type of leadership role just because, and I, I've um, volunteered myself to do it, but I never really just acted or owned my leadership until, as I stated, about five or six years ago when I realized that I am a leader. 
Okay, thank you. Yes, and you actually ended up answering two questions in one. And I will agree that I know that was my experience as well with people seeing my leadership before I actually mm-hmm. realized, like it took years for me to realize that all along I was leading and I actually had people following and people watching, but I was Absolutely. just myself. Yeah, so I know exactly, exactly what you mean. And it's yeah. funny, I, when I first realized I was a leader, to me, it wasn't called a leader. Like I call myself a role model because I have younger sisters. Right. Like, I'm a role model. Mm-hmm. And then now mm-hmm. as years go on, I'm like, wait, that's a leader. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. We yes. don't think of it. I guess sometimes, and I know I've learned this in the past, that we look, a lot of times we get caught up in the title and look at it. Well, it doesn't say directly that's a leader but any position that we hold regardless if the title actually says leader you have opportunities where you're standing up and leading in some sense or fashion so yes yes and I think being a leader yeah like you said it has no title it's not about a title Mm -hmm. it's about your actions and what you do absolutely Okay. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Terry, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? My code of leadership, and it's actually funny, this has been like a golden rule that I've learned in like back in elementary and I use it as my code of leadership now and it is if you expect respect be the first one to show it and to never look down on others and remain humble because your hard work will pay off but don't forget where you came from the first part of that is if you expect to respect be the first to show it that means regardless of what position that you're in what the other people that you come around, regardless if they're on the CEO level or the janitor in the store, just a greeter walking in Walmart, you still show them the utmost respect. Because if you expect others to respect you, you have to be the first one to give it. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. I love that. And I do agree. Show respect. I mean, we need to just make some t-shirts, plaster that on a billboard because a lot <laughs> more people need to adhere by that. And you you made a great point, right? We all want respect, but are you mm-hmm. showing respect? So Absolutely. Yes, and, I love that. And my parents, they even like would throw that back at me at times. I know when I was a teenager, you know, you going through the whole teen age thing where everyone is wrong and you're always right. And it's like, okay, if you want people to listen to your opinions, if you want to state something and you want people to agree with what you're saying, it's still the presentation of the approach, the way that you take it. Like if you're not coming in a respectful manner, why would you, why would anyone be willing to receive what you have to say? Like, think about it, be respectful. If you want respect, be the first one to show it. And even, I'm not saying that everyone is still going to show you the respect, but you make sure that you're still being the respectful one. And that's what a leader is all about. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. Mm -hmm. I myself, I don't like to consider it failure. I like to consider lessons, take more of an optimistic Mm -hmm. view. But Terry, can you share your view on failure and tell us what it means to you? Well, I will actually agree with you on that, but I don't look at failure as a negative thing. To me, failure is a step towards success because if I had not failed doing something out of the norm, how would I ever achieve my goals? 
I mean, how would I know that it would work? If something will work or not, unless I decide to take initiative and step out and show action on it. And that way, if it does not work at that moment, I have something to look at to see the process of what I took to get there, what I can change or go back into the lab to try it again or move on to something else. So failure to me is never really a negative thing. I look at it more so on it's a process to see what I can work on to build. If I need to continue to go down that track, or if I need to move somewhere else, but it's a step towards success because if you don't try, how would you ever know? Okay. Thanks for that. And I do agree. If we don't try, how will we know? I love what you said as far as failure is a step towards success and failure is not negative. And I agree with all of that, right? Because being afraid of failure stops us from taking risks. And if we don't take risks, you never know what great things we could accomplish because we don't step outside our comfort zone in our box. So absolutely. Thank you. Okay. So Terry, can you share one time you failed as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience that helps you to become a better leader? Okay. I'll mention on, uh, had a past event last year. That's when I've decided to step out of my comfort zone and kind of not really say I'm an event planner, but just decided to just host more events that focus on like wholeness, mental health, conferences and wellness events, because I more so want to do collaborations with faith-based organizations with my vision and purpose as well. And so I worked with my church, faith-based organization, to get a wellness event together. And so I had it all mapped out, had it planned out, everything. I was promoting somewhat, but not a whole lot. But I thought that because I was getting such great feedback that people, it was just going to be a great turnout in which it was a good turnout, but at the same token, it could have been better if I feel instead of just waiting to the last minute to promote, but consistently promoted within a certain amount of time. Like I still should have made sure that I was being consistent with my promotion, not just a week or two or a month before the actual event, but three or four months in advance to also realize that even though I'm a leader and I'm coordinating this event, others are looking for me. It's okay to collaborate with other people because sometimes as leaders, if we're not careful, we feel like that we have to do everything on our own. But in order to be a good leader, you have to be willing to serve, but also have other people on your team that you are okay with delegate and letting them be a leader as well. So the event, it was not the worst, but I still say to me that it was a failure in the sense that I still missed a few marks with collaborating with other organizations, collaborating with other people, not trying to just hone in and do everything on my own, but still have the trust in my team to lead because I'm a leader and it's up to me to make sure that everyone else is on my team that is still know that they have leadership capabilities. So I'll say I, I definitely failed on that, but it was a learning experience and I took that and now I'm ready <laughs> to do much better and bigger things with my team and we're all leaders within it. 
Okay, thanks for that. And I love what you said, and I do agree with you, right? So one thing I took Mm -hmm. away was that you said, we don't have to do everything ourselves as leaders. And I do agree that this sometimes can be hard because we feel like we're (laughs) superheroes or, you know, we have these superpowers and we can figure it out. And sometimes needing help is viewed as a weakness when in all actuality, seeking help is actually shows that you're a strong person and it shows that you're a wise person and you realize that. Yes, maybe you can do it, but you don't have to do it all by yourself. And it's not smart to. So you see, and not only does Absolutely. it help you, it helps the other people, like you said, because now you're giving them leadership positions and leadership roles. So they're growing their leadership. You're being a smart leader of your own self and the job is getting done. Absolutely. Yes. And efficiently I, and effectively, more yes. effectively, because it's more people except just me or just one leader doing, trying to do everything. Yes. I love that. More efficiently and effectively. Yes. Okay. So Terry, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? I would say to me personally, just thinking about the entire dynamics of everything, Mm -hmm. I would say it's a little bit harder. And the reason why I would say that it's harder is because within the past couple of years, and even myself included, with taking, going on that leap and the chance of becoming an entrepreneur, becoming a female CEO of my own business and brand, it is a little bit harder because I still not only am I an entrepreneur and business owner, but I still work full time, nine to five, a nine to five uh, schedule, and I'm also a mom. So when you incorporate all of that within the female leader entrepreneur ecosystem and just the female leader in general, we don't just have the role as being a leader within our business, whether it's in corporate America, whether it's in our own business as an entrepreneur, business owner. We are leader at home. We have roles and positions as mothers, as wives, and other people that we may be taking care of or looking, they looking up to us or being the big sister role or whatnot. And so I'd say it's a little bit harder because me personally, when I think about me being a business owner as well as still working full time to provide, to have the benefits, to pay, take care of things that I need to take care of as well as being a mom and I'm a single mother, I'm not married. So it's harder because people are looking at me like, well, you have to make sure that you're still being the mom, that you're taking care of home, that your child or children are not feeling neglected. And then we hold that mom killed at times where we're working and I'm like, okay, I don't want my son to feel like that I'm leaving him or I'm neglecting him. So it's harder because you have the work balance that you have to balance work. You have to balance life, but then not only, taking care of others, you still also have to make time to take care of yourself. So I've learned that I have to make sure that I'm balancing work, life, personal, which is taking care of my child, taking care of my business, taking care of work, my leadership roles in my corporate job, excuse me, as well as taking care of my self-care. So I will say it's doable, 
But to me, it is a little bit harder because there are so many different layers, so many different elements that I have to take care of. And thinking about other women as well, not to say that mine is harder than anyone else's, but I just think about for a female leader in the entrepreneurial ecosystem, you do have the opportunities where they have the grants. There are now programs to help us, but just the overall dynamics is still a little bit harder. Okay, thanks for that. And I do agree with you that as women, we wear many hats, which can be challenging to juggle everything and make sure that you're putting the attention where attention is needed. So funny, listening to you made me think of my son, like lately, you know, I have different meetings. And as with you, Mm -hmm. I'm also still in corporate and starting my Mm -hmm. company and running the podcast and Mm -hmm. being a mom and, you know, running my household and all kind of things. And my son's like, you're always in a meeting. You're always doing this. (laughs) (laughs) And remembering to take care of yourself, right? Because sometimes we do our personal time to make sure that we're showing up the way we need to show up. So I do totally agree with you. Thanks for that. And I do like how you mentioned that things are kind of moving in the way of a woman where we have more access to things that we may not have had Mm -hmm. in the past, but yet still figuring out that balance can be tough. So I do here. Yeah. Okay. So productivity is a hot topic right now, as it Mm -hmm. should. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful Mm -hmm. leader, this is a must. Terry, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Sure. I will say, because I'm still old school, I know everyone is moving to technology where you can plug everything in your phone or if you have an Apple Watch, it's like an alarm lets you know, hey, it's time to move or do whatever you need to do in regards to tax. But me, I'm still old school. I like to write things down because I'm a visual person. So what I use for my productivity that I can share with others, what I use is a journal or a notebook. I have the Go Digger Blueprint Journal, which is a goal setting journal. And it helps me write down a to-do list each day. It's a weekly journal that I keep up with when I'm in the mornings. I will get up in my morning rituals, get up early, like an hour early before it's actually time for me to get up. That's when I get my uh, workout in. That's when I have my meditation, prayer, writing things down, reading something positive to help start my day. But then I also write down my to-do list for that day to make sure that also incorporate that I eat healthy. So I plan that as well. I write down what I'm going to eat for breakfast and lunch. If I'm not already packed that up, I pack that up that morning. And then my to-do list for the day to make sure that I'm staying on task, that I'm not just surfing through Facebook or Instagram or I'm managing my time properly so that I'm more productive throughout the day. Instead of side time when I'm home, that I'm not trying to rush and knock everything off of that list. And then, of course, not all days are going to be absolutely perfect, but I feel that if I'm more planned and prepared, that even when obstacles come where I may be some traffic, late in traffic or late during the day, that I'm not just really shaken off or thrown off, that even if I don't accomplish everything on my to-do list for that day, I can see where I stopped and I would carry that over to the next day. So I create that to-do list 
every day consistently to make sure that I'm planning and mapping out. So I kind of stay within a routine that will help me be more productive because if I'm not within my routine, nothing is really going to get accomplished. And so when I've learned, if I focus on my routine of my to-do list, looking at that task list, checking off or marking out each list or each to-do item that I complete and move on to the next. And I know that, or that shows me how productive I am from each day, day to day. Okay. Thanks for that. I do agree. Those are all great ways to be productive. And you said so many things, right? As far as writing stuff down and being in a routine, Mm -hmm. but I even like what Mm -hmm. you said, as far as waking up an hour early, like that could be a productivity tip, even as far as exercise, meditation, prayer, like those are all things that make us better. Give us the ability to show up better. So that's great. And I love how you said, because sometimes I feel like if you don't get to what you're supposed to do, that could be like a defeating feeling, right? So that can Mm -hmm. stop you from even trying to do something the next day. Because it's like, oh, why do I keep writing lists? I never make them. I never do it. But what you said was at least it gives you a place to see where you stop, what you wasn't able Mm -hmm. to get to. So now you know what you might need to do the next day or the next day. So like we need to stop being so hard on ourselves and just give ourselves that framework. So at least we'll have some kind of point of reference instead of just going with the wind, so to say, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I had, and it took me a while um, to get there because like you, as you mentioned, sometimes we can look at it like, I didn't do anything or you feel defeated and want to give up. I was there. Trust me, I was there. But then when I realized like to start changing my mindset and I started just slowly because it didn't didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Even with me just getting up an hour early to incorporate exercise, incorporate reading and praying and meditating to just get myself focused on that positive mindset. That was a start to help me build onto my list. So mm-hmm. I took it, I broke it down piece by piece. It just didn't happen all overnight. It definitely was a process. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I agree. I agree. Thank you. Yes, and that's a good point also to emphasize to the listeners, right? Like we, how they say, how do you eat an elephant? one bite Mm -hmm. at a time, right? So you look at this big grandiose goal you have and you may feel like, oh, I didn't do it. So I'm a mess where you're not looking at, well, this day I did this little bit towards it and that little bit towards it and that little bit towards it. Next thing you know, you're at the big goal, but you had to take those small baby steps to get there. So be patient. We have to be patient with ourselves, ladies. Yes. Please. (laughs) Patience is a virtue. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Okay. So Terry, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway you learned? I would say I'll even use just kind of what I mentioned earlier about the failure, because even though I look at it as a failure, it still blessed me. When I mentioned about the event that I hosted last year and I saw things that I needed to work on to better enhance. The reason why, even though that was a failure to me, but it also was a blessing because it showed me the areas within my leadership of what I needed to work on. Had I not went through that failure then of seeing that I didn't put fully my trust into my entire team, then I would not be blessed to realize that I have a great team. Mm -hmm. But why not put more trust in them to help build us all up? And so that experience alone, because they were still there, they were still supportive, we still worked hard. But because 
I failed at that sense of not putting the trust in them. I was still blessed to now, after that event, we had other events within last year that were great. Even this year, the events are booming and growing because of my team and because of that mishap. But now I have more trust in them that they're still showing me their leadership capabilities. They're showing me their leadership abilities. And I put them and trusted them in more leadership roles. So now we're working together and we're blessing others within building our teamwork. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that. And I do agree that lessons learned are definitely a blessing. If we take the time to figure out what we can learn from a situation and actually change for the next go around, right? That's a great, great blessing. So thanks for that. And I'm sure your team's grateful for it too, right? Because now they get to step up and show what they have. Awesome. And I'm grateful for them. (laughs) Definitely. Good. Okay, so Terry, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? Okay, the best advice that I've received, and it's actually, again, from family members, from my parents and grandparents and my mentors, is that in order to be a great and effective leader, You must be willing to follow and serve others. I know we mentioned that early, but that was like the best advice that I still use now. And I have to reevaluate myself to make sure that I'm being a great and effective leader. And I'm not just looking at it as a, I'm a leader that I delegate and dictate to others, but I'm down in the trenches and we're all putting in the work that I'm willing to serve others, that I'm not just like hell bent on the title of a leader, but not actually putting in the work. And so that was the best advice that they gave to me and that I tried to implement daily, that being a leader, you are one of the biggest servants, but in order to be a great and effective leader, you must be willing to follow. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for that. I do agree that following and serving are very important for our leadership, right? And it may kind of seem like first hearing it, you may think like, well, that doesn't make sense. How can you be a leader (laughs) and you're serving? But it actually makes um, the most sense because you're showing your power. Like you don't, you can lead from the back. You don't have to be in the front to lead. And when you realize that and know how to exchange that role or exchange that power effectively, that makes you an awesome leader. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So Terry, you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? I feel great. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I want to thank you again for being our guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and or ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Yes, yes, yes. I would definitely please love for you all to follow me on my social media platform. On my Instagram, it is T-Flow, T-E-E-F-L-O Speaks. And for my Facebook, I have a Facebook page where I host my speaking events, where I host like online events that I'm getting ready to work up and have together. I don't really have anything 
for this summer just coming up yet. Some of my events are past events, but I will stay tuned. If you follow me, you will find out more events. And it is Terry Floyd. MS and it is T Floyd Speaks also. That's on Facebook. T Flow Speaks on Instagram. And then I do have two journals that are on Amazon now. And I mentioned it when I talked about the productivity tip where I write it down. I created a, it is called the Gold Digger Blueprint and it's G O A L Digger blueprint journal where is the weekly goal setting journal for the goal getter and it helps you to write out your smart goals to be productive to see where you're spending your time how you're investing your time to make sure that you are being productive and accomplishing your goals and then the other journal that I have is more of a 30-day journal talking about self-discovery and it's note to self and that includes positive affirmations as well as thought-provoking prompts for you to think about where you are currently and where you want to go within your self-discovery journal. Okay. Thank you. I love those products. Those sound awesome. Ladies, check them out. Okay. Well, thank you, Terry. We appreciate your insight today. Thank you so much again, Nicole, for having me. I enjoyed it. And I hope what I had to say was very beneficial and someone can take something out of it to understand and know that we all are leaders. So believe in you. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Yes, believe in you, ladies. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Nicole. You're welcome. enjoyed this interview with Terry, and I hope you did as well. I agree with Terry's viewpoint on the importance of being organized to successfully map out and complete our goals. Goal setting affords us the opportunity to achieve our objectives if we put in the work needed. If you want to avoid distractions and procrastination, focus, measure progress, and stay motivated, then exploring organized goal setting is a must. Organizing the attainment of our goals is essential to stay on target while exuding the least amount of energy possible to achieve success. To achieve optimal performance, our goals need to be broken down into the tasks and steps required for attainment. Using products such as Terry's Gold Digger Journal are indeed a great asset to help with this journey. I admire Terry's servant heart, which is shown in her efforts to give back and help others grow. Choosing to have an outreach ministry is definitely a great way to service the community and ignite the future generation of leaders. Successful leaders give back by serving those in need. Social entrepreneurship is on the rise, and I am happy to see Terry doing her due diligence in this arena. A quote by Jay Buckman reads, the role of a great leader is not to give greatness to human beings, but to help them extract the greatness they already have inside them. I can relate to Terry's viewpoint on the importance of mental health and her service in improving the mindsets of those within her circle of influence, as I believe and practice the same. Mental health and mindset are the foundation to success. 
Terry and I push the same agenda of embracing mental health and seeking ways to stay healthy mentally, such as journaling and going to a therapist. How we view life shapes what we see. Having a healthy mindset gives us the foundation needed to see things in a more positive manner. A quote by Steve Marbley reads, once your mindset changes, everything on the outside changes along with it. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Terry shared her personal journey to learning the importance of consistent promotion to increase response rate when she failed to do so within her own business. Taking the advice from someone who has realized a gap in operations and worked to close it is a no-brainer for me. I am proud of myself in knowing that I understand the importance of consistency and practice it in some areas of my business. And I also realize that I have areas where I can improve my consistency effort. In an effort to continually improve, I will make it my business to figure out how to be more consistent in the areas I am lacking because my goal is to increase my response rate in all that I do. A quote by Dwayne Johnson reads, success isn't about greatness, it's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. My leadership challenge for you would be to think about the one thing you can take away from this episode and adopt into your life. I know it's hard to absorb too much information at one time, and it's even harder to try and implement too many changes at once. When I attend a training or listen to podcasts, I aim to walk away with at least one thing that stuck out to me and one way that I can change as a result. I challenge you to do the same. If you decide to take me up on my challenge, I would love to know about your key takeaway. If you care to share, please go to the She Leads Podcast discussion group on Facebook and leave your comments under the Takeaway Thursday post for season four, episode 10. Don't forget to subscribe to She Leads Podcast for first access to future episodes. And also like and share this episode of She Leads Podcast, which is entitled Mental Health and Mindset Matter with Terry Floyd. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.